Hello. How's everybody doing? So good. Welcome to the dun- so welcome to the dungeon. Um, we have a special guest this week. Uh, we have we have Natalie Lylan. Hi, Natalie. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. Back for a second round. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the dungeon. I ascended um, to the dungeon. You did. So uh, we were like talking about what movies we were going to watch with you, and when right. this came, like you and I were sort of blathering about this in your uh, garage recently, and um, you came up with this idea of movies having to do with ingenuity. Yes. Um, and like, so I'm going to say the, our three movies for this week are um, we're doing uh, Castaway, uh, the the two, movie from 2000 uh, starring Tom Hanks. We're doing. And then we're doing two movies from the Home Alone franchise. <laughs> we're doing. I Home was Alone. very, I was very confused by that, but I, I, yeah. I went with it. And I'm glad. <laughs> I yeah. thought this was your idea. No, no, yeah. it was Home Alone three was my. So we're doing Home Alone and Home Alone three. Oh, um, this colors it differently. And now I think your suggestion was Home Alone and Castaway, Natalie. I think so. Yeah. And then I added Home Alone three. Such a curveball. Yes, you fucking did. Well. So like Eric and I really have have had a lot of conversations about Home Alone three um, yeah. over the years. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, so it's it a seemed appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so Natalie, I wanted to just before we get into like uh, our usual thing here, I just wanted to ask you about ingenuity. Right. Like what 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 were you thinking, or like what what's what's interesting about this to you? Like mm. say something about ingenuity. Well, I think with those movies in particular, just the fact that those are, that's the central, you know, I mean, the central focus of those movies is, you know, ingenuity. It's figuring stuff out when you're kind of forced, mm-hmm. you know, mm. either by Joe Pesci oh. or, or by, <laughs> you know, your job. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Or by a bunch of <laughs> by Joe Pesci or your job, either Are way. Are you saying that, that Joe Joe Pesci drives innovation? Is that the, is that the hundred percent? A hundred percent. He I he think... he's behind Tesla. <laughs> I think that's one of the main tenets of capitalism. Actually, is that Joe Pesci drives exactly. Um, yeah, figure yeah. in when you're forced is so good already. I'm yeah yeah kind of riding. <laughs> along pretty hard already so well i think i think it's just i think when you're forced to confront you know your own mortality you just make shit happen yeah like yeah Yeah. that's so well put it's so heartbreaking to think about little kevin McAllister having to like think about his own mortality but that is i don't know i like Sometimes I get upset at the level of violence in the Home Alone movies, like at the things yeah. that are happening to these men. But it's true that they're they're kind of trying to kill this child. Like, right. I mean, yeah. they make it clear a couple times. Well, no, they don't make it clear, but they kind of, you know, lead you to believe that they are willing to hurt him. And oh, they say it. They definitely make it clear. What is yeah. the Seth? What is the line you texted about the balls? What was what was he gonna do to his balls? Oh no, oh, well, I, was, Eric! You were, Eric was texting uh, about Eric, ball torture. That, that yeah, was Eric me. Was, no, 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 sorry, sorry. He said he could go with it. Credit, 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 
But no, there yeah, is some ball, so, definite ball torture, Eric. Yeah, take the lead on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll take full responsibility for 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 the that that aspect of Home Alone three. No, he says something about like boiling his balls in hot oil or, yeah, or like yeah, yeah. it's in, yeah, yeah. in motor oil, but he doesn't say balls. It's like something. Yeah, like, oh. right? But it's mm. like definitely he's talking about like like mm. doing some doing some unsavory stuff to a to a kid's balls with motor oil. Wow. And, so and I mean on top of it all, you know, he's had this like leftovers experience where he woke up and his entire family is disappeared. Oh my god. Yeah. And so he just accepts that as like yeah. You know, like there's got to be a trauma to that, that like you wake but, up and you're like, I made my family disappear, even though yeah. he's happy, even though he's I know happy. I was going to say, it. yeah, happy at first, happy at first. Well, he's it not, doesn't... he's not Jewish and that's why he doesn't spiral out. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't... He doesn't... It doesn't how... take long for him to get to like a place of sadness. It, it really is only like. It's like pretty quickly that he's that that moment in the first Home Alone movie when he's like lying in bed and mm. he and uh and is like actually I kind of wish my family was still here. Yeah, turns out all we need there are those tiny tastes, you know, of that of that freedom. Of maybe. Family. Of fa- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a you're right. And but I mean, I, I was also I guess in all these you're you're wondering well how how is it so different, you know, when, when the parents are gone really, because it's, mm. and ultimately, you know, I've thought about at least in these movies, just the way that I guess John Hughes is always the way he treats children, you know, or the way, the way he shows people treating children is so interesting right. to me. Mm. Yes. And, it was, yes. and even as a child, you know, you see, I kind of, you kind of noticed that. And there was so much chaos. I was an only child. I am uh, mm-hmm. until I was almost 16. So kind of seeing this chaos was complete it was so foreign to me right that, but just but also just seeing a, a, a person in a suburban setting that i was kind of used to but it was just a pure chaos that i can't and now i'm kind of growing into that getting into that level of chaos and so watching it now it was a total different kind of experience and just kind of yeah not as mm-hmm. much of an escape but more of a return to to something but uh, but I mean, the the alone part was really is just the aloneness of the of the movies mm. was interesting. Natalie, and I was thinking about that too, kind of as the only child thing, and wondering about mm-hmm. you know the the, the the loneliness in both of the movies that you're kind of that you're kind of anchored towards. And yeah, I was, I've been mm. thinking about I've been thinking about it during the week, and but that I you know also totally identify with huh. these people's natures when they're when they get more lonely in the movies. Mm. Um, but I don't know how y'all feel. Yeah, that's a lot. See? I think, I think See? Seth, Seth is feeling everything right now. Yes, oh I've been God. open to everything all week. And um, am I on an island right now? Is that what's happening to me? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, well, I guess the point. Yeah, where's the island? You know, and or or what's your island? Yeah, what's your island? I mean, the last year has definitely been. <laughs> And you know, an island, yeah, onto mm-hmm. itself, you know, yeah. and yeah, and what's yeah, and, and I, I guess it connects back to that's with us and with Kevin, I mean, and and all these characters is that <laughs> it, what's the saddest irony of the whole thing that I kind of realized this time round 
was that it's the level of privilege that these people get to experience that mm -hmm. that that empowers them to maybe get through this shit you know and for yeah. all of us you know it's the that level of privilege and space or whatever that we might have be be lucky enough to have and um but yeah if, if he didn't have all those fucking toys you know how would he even have defended himself and oh my so God, I guess, that's... yeah like if you put tom hanks into home alone but you put kevin <laughs> yeah. McAllister on the island well, same <laughs> wait say more same. <laughs> i just love I Fle just... flesh that out for us well I just love that idea, which I, you know, which I think yeah, he, he does just, get blonder. You're right. He, Tom does get blonder. He does. Holy shit. <laughs> Whoa. So is, is he the, is he Kevin the same universe? They're in the same cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. And the we time that Tom Hanks think, you know, is, is, you know, not one, you know, needing you to be a slave to is the same time that Kevin's a slave to yearning for his, you know, yearning for that return. For shitty family. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess one one difference is is that <laughs> <laughs> if I may elucidate one difference. One difference. <laughs> one difference emotionally in these different kinds of aloneness <laughs> is that like uh Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> can, wait, can I just say can I just say that my mom calls this movie Far Far From Home? Oh. Which, I, which I think is a much oh. better. Wow. Which I oh, oh, man. Well, wait. I just want to make a, a, a comment about, like, the difference between, like, getting getting what you want and not getting what you want. Like, mm. um, Ooh, like yeah. in, in Home Alone, we're dealing with this, like, sort of parable about getting what you wish for. Whereas, like, in Castaway, I don't know. Is it, like it's the dangers of capitalism or something like i don't know what we're supposed to like learn yeah. from yes. him ending up in that situation yes ba well, Bas, was, go ahead so i was thinking about this i mean this, so I, I hopefully i'll get there like i'm just thinking of like the the part about how relentless he is in the pursuit mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. serving fedex you know yeah, yeah. just like completely like it's it's disturbing to watch now where where he's like bringing this like really like top down like uh super granular hyper like controlling management the, style everywhere the like that's gonna... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and then yeah. and then like um and then everything sort of falls apart so i think that you are sort of supposed to to feel like he's he's maybe in the wrong you yeah. know, to, to be like that. And so, because mm. when, I, when, when I watched it, like what last week or whatever, I was like, this movie is so like pro, you know, and I'm sure they got like a sponsorship from FedEx yeah. or whatever, but like, I mean, it really, like, I read it as like, this is a very like pro FedEx movie, pro FedEx rhetoric movie. Yeah. And yeah, now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, like he does, like the whole point is to kind of undo his like a uh, way of like, I mean, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. It's it's showing his ingenuity, which he uses in in the sort of uh, like penny pinching, controlling kind of way in yeah. his job, and it's like using it creatively, but also he he has to like open himself up to a, experiencing a different kind of time. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the time of suffering or the time of mm. like hu hunger mm. or like the the time of like being emotionally like uh, connected to a volleyball. You know, like yeah. he's yeah. really. 
Yeah. Like, I feel and like I'm, I'm like retroactively really moved by Castaway now. Yeah, yeah. No, it's an right. incredibly moving movie. It, it yeah. really is. I mean, and also just the limits of his ingenuity, like the fact that he knew that he couldn't guarantee killing himself would solve anything. Which is I like, had forgotten that part. I this the su- the suicide yeah. thing. I had forgotten completely, and it's such a it's such beautifully a beautiful handled part. section. Yeah. I just thought it was yeah. Because he knew that like if it was you know if it was off by like he mm. couldn't guarantee that it wouldn't it wouldn't be more pain in the end. Yeah, test, you know? testing testing his effigy, you know, and and ooh, or or that ooh. that was enough, you know, that year ago that was enough to just throw your throw your other self off, you know, off the side. And I guess so. Now that I think about it, I guess he's throwing the time bound, you know, FedEx dude off the, off the cliff. Really? Well, I mean, and thank so, God. I don't know. Cause like one of the things that always like troubles me about the movie is the ubiquity of like the fact that when he gets back, like it's like off, it's like a FedEx news conference and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. FedEx gets the hotel room for him. And like FedEx is like, Yes. I don't know. It's like yes. he fucking disappears for years and his fucking job is still like, like all over his shit. It, it just felt like, well, that's I guess it's, you're I right. guess that's... you would want that in that moment, yeah. but it's like, I don't you're know, right. It's the cap- you're right. that capitalism's the trap. And I wrote it down. I mean, I, that's what I, and in all of these, all of the whole, just watching the whole week, it just kept coming, coming back. Like I said, you know, just about even these, you know, these, these packages that are washing up, you know, and the, what's interesting is he's kind of respecting these packages for a while. He doesn't right. want to, yeah. he doesn't want to open them. And I guess it's out of, it's out of this chain of custody thing. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. break this, mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these potential <laughs> successful deliveries. And then at some point he's got to crack into, he's got to crack into other people's toys, you know, to, to even to survive. Ooh. And, and, uh, but it's Ooh. all about these. It's oh, all about these genius. gifts. It's all about this. These these products to, you know, <sighs> moving moving all over the place, and well, that he's part of that, or that he, he of course profits constantly profits from it and survives by it. Yeah. Well, even in the uh, beginning, and, the fact that like the movie that he brings this whole capitalist like idea, you know, to Russia. Russia. Like, I don't think to Russia. Like, to Russia, I don't think that's an accident, you know. Like, it's so amazing, <clears throat> and the the linen piece is like, and it's like right there with lin, linens, right? You know, face getting taken off, and linen's tomb behind, you know, behind him as he's giving this. I can't remember at what point he's. Oh, he's call as he's calling Helen Hunt, you know, to right to kind of tell her uh, what what how his uh, sorts are doing or whatever he says. I hope we can come back to Helen Hunt. Oh, we're coming back to okay. Helen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. But Natalie, let's I have also a, let's totally have a forgot. separate hour for Helen Hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the, yeah, good, good. But, but Join Natalie, us next I, week I on the Helen Hunt podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten the whole Russian piece of it, Natalie, and so I guess it, I mean, I know that that, I don't know if it was really interesting to you at the time that the movie came out or that it stuck with you in any extra way. No, I mean, I'm, I'm all, it's always curious to me, like, the way that it's, like, Russia is portrayed, yeah. like, you know, yeah. uh, I think, you know, there's, I don't know, I don't know enough about, to, I don't know enough about this to sound like super intelligent, but I do feel like, you know, it's not like socialism doesn't value work and work ethic, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, right, the, so yeah. the fact that he was like, I'm bringing this concept to you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, which is you do things on time was just sort of like, I don't think that. I don't know. Maybe you should go to Italy, you know, like 
It's more than <laughs> what what feels like psychopathic about it at the beginning of the movie is that it's not even about being on time. It's like he's trying to whittle it down from like thirty six. Like a package yeah, yeah. has gone gone across the world in like thirty six hours or whatever it is, oh, yeah, and he's yeah. trying to. He thinks that that's like shameful. It's like it's just such a bizarre idea of like what time is. Yeah. About what, yeah, it's what to true. do? Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. competition. Yeah, yeah. What to do with your time? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, what? Well, we'll just constrict it. Is the whole point just to constrict it to to nothing? And so he'll face like the ultimate expansion. Um, Who is that? That's my cat. That that's Seth. That's Seth. Oh, oh, it's oh Seth the cat. Oh yeah. Come here. <laughs> oh. Can you cut out my clicking? <laughs> no, no. Oh my god. And this is great a, radio. Yeah, as we're waiting for Seth. Oh, um, are, we gonna, are we gonna? Um, are so we gonna? So we have a lot talk to do. About yeah. Where 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 this is gonna fit in? But like, yeah. sh- is the wireman gonna make an appearance? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so because, let me just. Can I intro wait, this? Like, wait, yeah, please. So at the end of last week's episode, we sort of teased teased uh, uh something ca- called the wire man um and uh, d- d- seth do you want to talk about this or is this how did like... it tease it how was it teased could you tell me did i say oh, i don't want to well i guess it doesn't matter about repeating myself we just sort of mentioned the term but i think the point at, see scrooge got me back to the wire man yeah it's a legitimate you know uh landmark you know on my in my psyche and yes. uh or this uh, a waypoint for me to kind of come back to and a nice reminder of what's important or what to time another another time nice time reminder of yeah what i've got left or where i was then or where what could have been or anything else i, I that was my dark effigy off well, the cliff when i was three and i pulled my you know wooden carcass back up somehow and I don't know how, and I feel that like a guilt. There's a survivor, a survivor's guilt that I don't know if Tom Hanks really felt enough of. Or uh, can can you just can we just say can, you you nearly drown you drowned yeah nearly drowned at some zoo. It was like I think it was at a near like a it was like a park connected with a zoo in Chattanooga. <laughs> it was a and, zoo. every um, time I hear this story, there's like <laughs> and I think it was a waiting pool. Yeah, I think it was a like a, essentially a waiting pool, so there's no good excuse for for whatever oh. happened. But oh. the person's name that saved me is Rebecca Broadhurst, and I've and I've always wanted to meet that person. I've always wanted to know who that person is. Oh but God. I know I know who that person's name is, and um, there were doctors that I ran into that when I got older, when in high school, when a guy I went to high school with, his dad had been a doctor in the ER when I came in. Wow! And just to kind of meet these people that kind of saw you then when you were three years right. old, you know, and to just be like, you, you know, you're a miracle, you're a miracle walking around. It's like, you know, however they phrase it in Tennessee, you are whatever, however, however they want to tell it to you, as if we all aren't. But it's a, like I said, there's a guilt associated with that, or what I'm supposed to do with that. And mm. uh, or or what or, or what we should all feel what we what we're supposed to do with this, and yeah. uh, I do get reminded of it on a on a healthy on a healthy uh, you know uh, routine, and um, and I like it. I like the wire well, man. And the wire man. Yeah, but apparently, is a, I said a memory. Yes, yeah, so apparently, I said to my parents when I woke up from this. Uh, it was a five day coma waking up and i just said I, I wanted popcorn and ice cream or whatever and I, and I think at some point i had said that i had seen this person 
you know, it was basically an out of body thing. And I think I told my parents that I had seen this wire man because they tell me, I told them about the wire man coming to wire me up. And, uh, so, but this is a person that saved me. And in my mind, that's still a horrifying figure. You know, the, the wire man is like, a got a good darkness to it, but it's the person that, that I guess saved me on, on some, on some level. So let's worship him. Seth Wireman. Seth Wire. <laughs> we should have Rebecca Broadhurst. I know. I, I wanted to say Oh, the yeah, name no, I wanted maybe... to say Rebecca Broadhurst. Rebecca! If, you're, if you're listening, <laughs> Rebecca Broadhurst, if you're listening, come on the dungeon. Oh, what please. Seth, who was what? she? Was she an employee? I don't know. Or? I was I was like a, I went to a Montessori school and she was mm. one of my classmates. We were, I guess it was on an, a field trip that we had done oh, to this park. Okay. And so oh, she, she was said, a kid. She said Seth wow. Parker floating in the pool. And the, the lifeguard had not been there or paying attention. She went to got, get somebody, Seth Parker's floating, and they got me, and they, you know, I wasn't doing very well. They got me over to the thing, and then I slept for a while, and then I woke up. So, um, but yeah, I, wow. I, I've never forgotten that name, and I've always, I had, I've Googled it a couple times, but I never figured much of anything out, and I don't know how to hunt. I don't know how to hunt. You know the right way. Is so, there, is there a way that you, that we could actually find the historical wireman though? Like, because oh is that, that like a person? Is that a person that you actually like had some sort of visual memory of, like a person doing like medical tests or whatever, together. and it looked like a particular? <laughs> d- because it's possible that the wireman is still alive, and I like know. we could have the wireman on the podcast. Rebecca and the wireman. <laughs> well, oh, would God. you sur- would you survive that? episode Seth? no oh my god becky and the wire man i've heard you tell this story in in college and it's it's different like hearing these details that's my other no no i'm not saying i'm not no i'm saying that's that's also my fear well i think it's i I think that you know this is the most open i've ever heard you be about yeah yeah Mm. yeah me too me too well, I yeah. think I used it as a punchline. I always used it as a punchline before, and now I'm more just more curious about, or it's, more. I just I feel luckier the the, the later I get, and um, sure, and with family too, and it, it almost it's ironic. Just last thing I'll say, ironically, I with my children, I got two of them past the three year mark, not without drowning. I literally think about it that way. I'm like, if you know, yeah. just like please let's not get let's get farther before a massive trauma and uh we've gotten through the two which is great but and, and the kids are great swimmer and i you know i got, ended up being a lifeguard or whatever later so we, we swim our asses off in this house <laughs> can i go can i go way out on a limb and try to connect this to home alone oh, yeah. three holy shit okay. oh yes so, yeah you so, can yeah yeah so um what one thing i think every time you tell this story one thing i think about is like how this tiny, tiny moment of your life becomes this incredibly significant moment. Like, all of the sudden, it's like nothing is happening. You're on a trip to a zoo or some shit. And then all of a sudden, it's like the moment of your life, right? Yeah. And mm. one, of the thi- mm. one of the things that, like, feels so ridiculous about Home Alone 3 is that... <laughs> so, like, the first two Home Alone movies feel like these big budget... They feel big budget, kind of. Like, they yeah. have these, like, really high production value and, like... But Home Alone 3 has the highest stakes. There's, like... In Home Alone right. 3... Yeah. There's, there's guns. Ridiculous plot going on of, like, missile... Like, missile systems and stuff. Yes. 
but the the scaleness of the scale of the movie itself is so much smaller, and so it's like it's mm. so wild to mm. think about that this kid, like this kid is doing the Kevin McAllister thing, but the stakes for of him doing this are like oh, they're dude. epic stakes. They're just gigantic, terrifying stakes. But the movie feels so small and like piddling. You're like, right. So I, that pressure, that's you. a pressure. Wow. So there you go. But that's I also think, I do think Kevin is fighting for his life, which is also He epic. is fighting yeah. for his life, it, but he's not I, fighting for like the world's life. Yeah. The microchip, the chip, the CD. You know, he's not fighting for the CDs. No, but, but what were you going to say, Natalie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. I'm everything. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean it's 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 interesting. I think you're totally right. I you know, like the movie feels very schlocky in some ways. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I don't know, just like the I don't, the whole the whole premise is so um it just feels very slapdash, like the house is kind of crappy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, everything yeah. is just a little like you know. Yes. It's going to have to fall into this thing again. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's, it's like, it's its own trap. The, the, the structure is its own trap. You know, it's, uh, you know, that it's going to, it's a Rube, what's that thing? A Rube Goldberg. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's, it's, it's the the actual movie itself is set up that way by the third fucking version of it. I mean, you know, the, you know that there's five, there's like five or six movies. Incredible. Why, Why did we stop? I don't know. We, I think that we should go all we the did, way. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't. <laughs> we started. We, we started. I, we started. I watched. I watched Home Alone two this week. Also, <laughs> I thought I that think, was my favorite one, but I think I'm wrong. I think I remembered that wrong too. Like The Wire Man. Oh no, it's great. It's great. I no, mean, it is interesting how, like, in the first and third, there's just such a clear sense of like how much people hate children. How much mm. grown-ups hate children <laughs> mm, mm, mm. and like dismiss them and don't yes. listen to them when they're saying like, yes. you know, like I, I texted about this, like that the whole thing of why Kevin gets sent upstairs in Home Alone 1 is so unfair. He was yeah. in the yeah. right. He didn't mm. do anything wrong. But yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. And because of, you know, and his mom doesn't listen to him when yep. he's trying to explain to her and he's punished. I mean, it is a kind of a crazy punishment to make him sleep in the attic. Like, I don't yeah. know. Just very. Although it's nice up there. Well, yeah, they, they put, it's a what little is it? creepy. It's creepy, it's... but the, he. It always blows me away. They get up there and like the bed is all like nicely made. I know. I like... mean that that house is incredible. But in house, home, but yeah. in Home Alone three, it's the neighbor like hates yep. this kid who winds up. You know, you can. He he's like my favorite. Honestly, I like him mm, more than I like right. Kevin. You yeah, are he's exactly such a right. wonderful little kid. Yeah. I had never good, seen this movie, and it it is. It, you're right. Like his like his humanity is so yeah. evident. Yeah, you know, like his yeah. humanity is just like he's just like such a good little person. And yeah. you know, Kevin McAllister, he's fine, but like you can tell how living with Kevin McAllister, he, you'd be like, dude, shut up. Like, yeah. Enough. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting that Home Alone one, Home Alone one is just like. This kid who's alone has to like protect himself from these maniacs, basically. But two and three are like they add in this element of um, like the bad guys are up to no good in some other yeah. way outside of this. Right. And the kid, the kid takes it upon himself to stop them. Um, and that's kind of a, 
that's interesting. I think too. I think kids see things that adults yeah. don't a hundred percent. And you know, Kevin yeah. immediately knew that Joe Pesci was something yeah, was uh-huh. off about him when that tooth glint, you know? Like yeah. he immediately mm, was like something's wrong. But none of <laughs> these other out with idiots. A skate. Oh man, so good. Oh man, the tooth, yeah, and oh. castaway. Oh yeah. That's Tom's tooth. Do you think it's the same tooth? Yeah, it's the yes. same fucking tooth. Well, I wonder are, if Ke- Kevin McAllister is... Spiritual tooth. Uh, what's his name? No- Chuck Noland? Chuck Noland! Chuck Noland, yeah. Noland. I love that oh. so much. Oh, oh, good call. Well, yeah, I mean, but and I thought about the... Oh, man. Then that no made land. me think... The Noland <laughs> thing made me think of the uh, what the Odysseus, like the I'm nobody thing, and it's just like this... Or not being able to find this person, you know, because of who they almost because of who they are, who they say that, who they <laughs> think they are, who they say they are. But it's also then I didn't re- I forgot that I was I just did stupid googling and I forgot like the the trickster side to the whole thing. And then yeah. that got, gets you right back to Home Alone and this. I mean, but the, yeah, just this trickster thing that's going on in in the whole thing is is uh, is interesting and. Mm. And the no land thing, yeah, it was just kind of, wow. it's of course, the most, the, the silliest thing for them to do. But it's, there's something, you're right, Nellie. I mean, there's something like, and I just enjoyed watching Castaway again and some of the simplicity of it. And mm. the, you know, this, I was thinking about this, uh, you know, pro- again, like uh, with all the movies, just it's all about these products. And I had written down like product placement. But then it's just this and displacement products that these people are products of their displacement or or a displacement. And I think that's definitely true. Yeah. And uh, maybe I should be displacing myself a little bit extra or I don't even know what that might mean. But I, I think they're benefiting. <laughs> I think these people are benefiting from displacement and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, whatever on, on whatever scale or terms for them that 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 might be and uh, i guess all of us have been a little extra displaced like you said this last year so yeah. i mean it is good it's to also, take from it it's crazy that this movie came out in 2000 i didn't yeah. realize that mm-hmm. i thought it was like 2010 i don't know i why. know it it's it's so strange how um how little like that it's less time i was thinking about like castaway the movies i think about next to castaway are like uh, well, one of them is like Joe versus the volcano, which I think also came out in 1990, and and like wow. Joe versus the volcano to me feels like it came out like a thousand years yeah. ago. Yeah, how is that and, possible? I and like Castaway, yeah, and Castaway feels like it came out like yesterday, but it's been like it was only ten years between those movies, and it's been twenty, 20 since Castaway. Yeah, more than twenty. So, but I, I saw um, Eric um, put you know put Helen Hunt's name in the chat, which I well, mm-hmm. <sighs> so there are two oh, we, Tennessee two, Helen Hunt. Hold on, hold on. There are two things I want to make sure we hit on. Uh, maybe more. You guys might have some of your own. But I wanted to talk about choreography, and I wanted to talk about the Helen Hunt thing. Wow. Um, do you want to end with Helen Hunt? Sure. Or do you want to, should we do Helen Hunt first? Look at up to, up what to y'all. What do you think, Eric? Or should I, I feel throw like Helen Hunt feels very urgent to me. Okay, let's, but yeah, I'm, yeah. But I, but I, I basically just want to hear what other people think about Helen Hunt's character and like the, mm. because mm. like Andrew and I uh, watched it and I was like very, 
kind of scared of Tom Hanks when he came back. Mm. You know, like he seemed like weirdly like menacing and angry and in in a way that I don't that I feel like I'm misreading it, you know? Mm. Like I was like I think I was just like freaked out that like they hadn't had much contact and then all of a sudden he's there. I think it's because I've just been watching a lot of horror movies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and like I just I, I, but it like I don't know, that it kind of freaked me out. Like I thought that like I thought that like Helen Hunt was really cool. Like her character was totally fine. And Oh yeah. I, 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 I missed I, the era great. of of the Helen Hunt romantic lead. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So was we're this talking right in the about... middle of that? Was this near the end of that? When was I? I... What I what could... movies are we talking about here? We're talking about as good as it gets. This mm. Mm. I can't think of any other. Well, she what was in what? Mad About You. She was on that <laughs> oh, show oh, for right, like right, right, right. for a yeah, long yeah, time. Um, Wait, Faust, what is Water Dance? So Water Dance is a is a movie that like I saw at the like art house theater in Indiana and it's Helen Hunt and she's having an affair with this guy and it's uh the tall wet bandit from Home Alone. It's Daniel what? Stern. Daniel Stern. No. So but it's like an, it's like an it's like this like nuanced movie about like you know he he gets like really badly injured and is in the hospital and he and it's about like whether or not she's gonna like leave her husband and be with him but he needs to think you know it's like this really sort of like emotionally gripping like thing <laughs> that i don't know why i went when i was like a pretentious 16 year old to like see this thing but yeah, like yeah. i but i think about it a lot it was like a super bummer of a movie but like it's got huh. like helen hunt and and uh and Daniel Stern is, is it possible? Is it possible that's in the same universe also? Like that Daniel Stern has been injured by um, Kevin McAllister? Yeah! Oh my God! It's really true. It's really true. The mask. Like he just took five bricks to the head and like. Well, well like. It- in the movie, he like gets hurt hiking, but like I think that like we could have it so that that's his whole cover story, and that like he has this whole other life, like in a van, like casing houses in in Chicago land. Oh wait, there's two more movies. Um, uh, Thank you, Twister. Oh, uh, and, I love Twister. And what women want. Oh, oh what yeah. women want. I mean, there's a there's a bunch of others, but those two I I like. Twister was a big deal. Twister's great. I, I stand by Twister. Bill and Paxton. I it, and I looked it up. You know, it's like, well, did y'all see this in the theater too? Yeah. I, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and okay. I guess because Green Mile, I was looking up, I guess, right bef- somewhat bef- right mm. before this was Green Mile. And I'm sure maybe that's what got me <laughs> to go see Tom Hanks in this because I can't even, I guess the preview was really good or something. I, I, I'm quite, not exactly sure why this particular movie would have got He was me the to biggest the star theater. in the world okay. at the time. Yeah. I well, mean, I should have like, resisted that. I would have. I should have resisted that more. Now nah, you're something. too young to resist. It's per- It's perfect. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, the thing I keep thinking about about Helen Hunt in this movie, and I guess I was thinking about it, um, alongside uh, Catherine O'Hara in mm-hmm. Home Alone, um, is this like, just like, well, so I was having this conversation with my mom. I watched Castaway with my parents this week. And I was having this com- my mom like doesn't like Helen Hunt for some reason. She was just like complaining about Helen Hunt. Yeah. And like so but I was like I was like, all right, you could hate Helen Hunt, but you gotta admit that 
this is like a totally thankless role. Like this role she's been given to play in this movie yeah. is yeah. just like yeah. br- brutal. Like there's like nothing for her to do. Everything is like um everything is so like understated and weird and she has to be this kind of like she has to disappoint you basically. Yeah. Um like she ha- she has to not give you what you want. And then like the Catherine O'Hara thing in Home Alone is like she just like I, that I, that just role just like to be likable at all in that role is just a, a miracle of acting to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just thinking about these roles that like think about what Tom Hanks gets to do or like what what Macaulay Culkin gets to right. do in yeah. these movies yeah. and then like she gets to stand at a copier and sit in a jeep and uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but she's pretty radiant. I mean she's pretty amazing at in that at that first copier i think so too yeah and you're right and oh my god her tenant you know the the accent is pretty fucking good dude we've been Mm, we've seen some southerners mm -hmm. that i've been on the fence about and i was feeling helen hunt's tennessee shit going on so yeah she like settled right into my wheelhouse in that tennessee wheelhouse sit in that wheelhouse yeah you gotta let you gotta you know you gotta take a you gotta sleep on helen for a a decade and come (laughs) back and then just realize that she had some masterful masterful (laughs) (laughs) well seth i like what you said um seth lamon that you know like she and seth parker i mean everything you said as well and eric you as yeah, well. Yeah, everything <laughs> everyone has said. Basically, I'm just so happy. I can't wait to come back for the divorce episode. Um, I have so much material for that. Um, no, I, I, I guess, and like she's, yeah, she's just designed to disappoint you because her mm. her big role is this like moral conundrum of like, yeah, okay, I moved on with my life, but here's this miraculous like, turnaround and what do what do i do like it could have gone either way like it could have totally gone with her being like i'm sorry i'm going with this guy you know but it felt much more genuine and you know that she didn't that they didn't do that yeah yeah well the shit that he gives her uh chuck gives her at the what that dinner at the christmas dinner or whatever it is um about her previous marriage, you know, and that it was a fa- that she failed, you know, essentially, and just, yeah. I mean, just these, the, the, yeah, the willingness to kind of, yeah, just dig in for for no good reason, you know, and for for his lack of soul, you know, at that at that moment, um, yeah, I guess humanizes her a- extra, uh, um, but yeah, she's she is a, a kind of the, the linchpin of the whole thing, and his, you know, his. Uh, focus on her and the letter and the note that he leaves on the rock is i thought was so i almost you know i thought that was amazing just the sense of the uselessness of of writing on the rock that he loved yeah. freers but that he did you know that he did yeah. write it there and, the uselessness great point and, and that and that i guess that that's gonna you know just like that early help that he writes it's gonna wash off real quick but it's like the, the significance of it the urgency mm-hmm. of it is it couldn't be couldn't be brighter well because i think it's all about like you have to do something like that's uh, you know like ingenuity is one thing but it's also yeah like routine and ritual and like you know he had to do those things it's like how you read about people who survive solitary confinement it's all a mental game like it's you know and you can see that across all three movies like it's all in your mind like Mm. 
that's what they're all working on. You know, mm. like the Rube Goldbergness of mm. it is is just like the physical like expression, but it's really about the fact that they, that you can harness that terror and Whoa. you uh-huh. know that you that just, you can that uh, yeah, that and it's can, just that you it, can construct the machine that you can build that right. That you can build that. Uh. I was thinking even that, but how did John Hughes, I mean, I guess I assume he was in the screenplay that he's writing out that this tape measure is sucking back and then it's wrapping around. How do you fucking, you know, just even the, and I don't think the physics of any of these machines is of these machines is even really necessary, but it's just interesting, you know, that just the, the extent to which these, oh. these obstacles have to be laid out, you know, for it to pay off. It's a good way. question about the right. I'm imagining. I want to posit that maybe there was like a writer's room for the pranks. Ooh, like the, I don't think John Hughes was like sitting and coming up with like okay, yes, yeah, three hundred pranks. Like, yeah, but maybe I don't know. Is he? No, like a yeah, prank I didn't know to what. Oh, so yeah, I genius? guess he just says. Well, I have, genius. I have a question. What prank would you like to experience? Ooh, can we it's each have to be balls related? Yeah. Balls related. Well, um, like you're pulling the prank on someone else? Or no, like if you, which injury being, would you, you, yeah, yeah, what prank I, would you like to? Wow, they're so air, good. That's yeah. such a fucking great question. Um, so I think that the one that would be, for practical reasons and <laughs> other otherwise, like when you're, um, Burton Jernigan in, uh, Home Alone, in Home Alone 3, and you're walking around in pants that have already had the crotch burned out of them. Yeah. And I, so I wouldn't want to be have my crotch burned out, but I would like like let's say I can kind of teleport into Burton Jernigan post sort of crotch burning, burn. and then the mouse like yes. pokes out yes. of his like crotch hole. Like that's a prank. But it's like no, you know, the mouse isn't harmed. There's no, yeah. Oh, you're there, there's no like getting like punched in the face or anything. No, he's just you know? nestled. Yeah, he's just uh, perched. Well, he he does and, get. But, but a, the mouse just looks like a dick for a second, which is yeah, weir- like weird, deeply weird. Like, but like, mm. I don't Doris. know. It was Doris. It was interesting. Doris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, Doris is. So you take the uh, you take Dor- Doris. Doris has dick. Doris has dick. That's a great punishment. That's the moment. You don't all get off the hook either. You all have to, like, now you have to. Wait, I do like. I punished. I love how every Home Alone movie has the moment where someone has, like, a creature on them. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't know. And the other person knows and is about to hit them really hard with something to get rid of the creature. And the creature's always fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. So I don't know uh, why, but I really want to step on that, on that nail. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! I really, I just. Oh my god! That's your god. dungeon, Natalie. That, that is. Wanting to step on that step nail on is that your that nail. That's it's your just dungeon. so enticing. It's just so enticing. It's so perfect, just in the middle of the <laughs> stair. You're right. It's juicy. You know, oh, shit. your shoes are off already. Right. What else do you have to do? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That, that's more shocking than the like earlier Wireman revelations that blew my mind. Is that you'd like, like step on a nail? Step on a nail. <laughs> okay, baby. but but let me tell you why. Like, that's because like, that's an only child thing. 
Yeah. Right we, there, I think. That's, uh, <laughs> that's got to be. But like all the, I, all the other ones. Because like, I felt I, that shit. I don't want to have the top of my head burned. I don't want to walk across like glass ornaments. I don't want to. I don't want to have a tarantula on me. You know, I don't want to get hit in the head with a paint can. Yeah. Huh. So I mean I don't that's want any of oh, this. Oh, I know but, it. Oh, but I got you have it. to. Okay, but yeah, you yeah. have to pick. You All right. What's to. yours? What's yours? I got factor? it. Well, I was thinking. You know, I'd love the M burned in my fucking hand real bad. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. But, <laughs> but, Good answer. But now I'm thinking the 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 washing machine, the electrical washing machine, is one of my favorites of all time. Where is it? Is that in one or two, dude? When um, it's talking, two, two. When he, see, that's I think that it's that scene. Okay, so no, I can't. I can't take a home alone. No, you can use that. That's fine. But also the the uh, no, yeah, I'll take the home alone two electric electrified washing machine on Daniel Stern on oh, what's mm. his name? Da- Daniel Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Um. Oh man, because of the screams. I told you the the screaming of Stern is yes. something that oh, still sticks with me in a powerful way. And he, the uh, there's just there's peaks to it and valleys. And I've got my it. answer. Yeah. Whenever, whenever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So my answer is I like when Daniel Stern he has like some he gets like hit in the face with something like glue. Is it glue or something? Mm, and then oh. and and then the fan blows. Oh the yeah, feathers. yeah, the yes. yeah. I, I, I'll get that, dude. That's I'll, great. I'll, that's give me that. great. Give me the feathers. Give me the feathers. Like the paper and the feathers. Of... Like if I had the choice to not do that or do that, I might just do that because it yeah, feels take the like it would feel really good. Yeah, that would feel like, great. You're right. Yeah. There was yeah. one and punishment it, that felt great, and Seth found that fucking punishment. <laughs> and I, took, gonna... I was <laughs> freaking out about this the whole time I was waiting. That's to... so great. Well, wait. <laughs> did, did anybody else ever confuse Chris Elliott with Stern? Sam Elliott. Stern? Oh no. No. <laughs> no. no, I didn't, but uh you, Chris Elliott, a bit very important figure for Seth Parker. Yes, mm. I was just gonna say. Yeah. Mm. I absolutely adore Chris Elliott. Um can I can I talk to you about choreography? Please. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like the Home Alone movies, I, I I was having this thought about like the most exciting the most excited I feel like historically when watching a movie and there's like a few things like um for some reason like in a star wars movie the first like note of the score when the uh title credits pop up on the screen like that like um that like really like does something to me every time it happens and like there's a few moments in other movies but like one thing that's so exciting is just when you when you're watching a home alone movie and you are about and it's about to be the like the like symphony of of chaos like it's just so exciting like that first moment when someone's like walking up to the house and you know what's in store for them it's like i just love that and i was thinking about how it's really all about choreography like well um, like just the whole like when he orchestrates the you know trying to show that there's a party like the fake party yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, and like the, the so movie good. it's like it's like edited it's like it's all the best aspects of movie making. Yeah. All it's like the editing and like the, the music, um, of course. The, yeah, the music. It's like this beautiful dance. And I was thinking about, um, like I was trying to connect this to something in Castaway. And the thing I found myself thinking about is like this, like the thing, what he has to do to get away from the island. Yes. Like, that that mm. like 
the choreography of that ship that he builds and like getting over those waves and like the timing of everything. Oh, wow. Um, not, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. It's got to yeah, be just yeah. the right time. It has to be perfect. You're right. I love that. Not yet. Shit. It's and just the so calendar. Like... His, what his he- helix, his helix of a calendar, this yes. amazing yes. on the rocks. And he's all about this, the perfect choreography, the perfect time for you're right. I just uh, often yeah. think about like how, I would not be able to, I mean, like, I, I wouldn't, I can't even begin which, which to part? tell you, I can't even begin to tell you, like, how little mental control I would have if I was on that island. Like, the, there would be no calendars made. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Other just than that, it's just the a same. freer form. Yeah, freer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. Well, but that that kind of gets me to. I mean, I've been I've been wanting to ask y'all, and I, maybe I don't. I can, maybe I can't ask every one of you, but at least Natalie, I was curious, you know. And I wrote down. It's like, what's the? I guess I explained, you know, maybe the most lost I ever got in my physiology oh. or whatever. But I was just right, you know, curious in all these movies. What's the most lost you ever got? Because I know we've all we're all. Mm. I guess I guess we're all found right now, oh. but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I was, and Natalie, you don't have to answer. If anybody, if anybody has one, but uh, I, I was forced to talk about the Wire Man, so I, I've been thinking all week. You know that that that's, the, that's I guess the, that's the crux of the of the thing. And um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's needing to be lost, but but in the being lost, I guess we got we got found. And wow, I've been curious about it. Oh my god. <laughs> See, maybe you don't. I but, mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not prepared. This is a dungeon. Oh, I'm, not, pre- I'm not prepared. I have an answer to this question, but I'm, I don't think I'm prepared to cavern into this cave quite yet. I love yet. that. I love that. Well, you'll cut it. You'll chop it up. Make it sound like we had a. You know, had a Were normal... you about to say something, Natalie? Or I feel like Baus maybe had a point to make about choreography, but maybe you're about to, <laughs> maybe maybe Baus is about to tell us how lost he, he mm. was or. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel uh, fairly uh, disoriented right now. <laughs> I, um, I'm thinking, um, like in Home Alone three, there's like not just choreography. There's something like omniscience, like mm. because he's able to like, like that level of Rube Goldbergness. <laughs> You're is, right. Is Out really of body. Whoa. Because like he's okay, like so he's got the camera on the truck or whatever. Yeah, that accounts for some of it in a basic way. But like so much, like he's he has micro pranks in this one where it's mm-hmm. like yeah. stuff that doesn't really like knock anybody over or do anything, but is like a flourish here or there. And I think that that's like what happens in three is that you see just like weird like prank flourishes. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Mm. Yeah. Dude. Which is one of the things that I like. <laughs> Go. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was. <laughs> I can. I. I actually Say can more. tell you. Say like, more. Mm. Uh, Say more. Wait. Eric. Well, we... Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Go ahead. I. Uh, I have an answer to like. Uh, uh, where was I most lost? And I would probably say in Chico, California. Oh, I was whoa. most lost. 
I was most like emotionally lost and physically lost different places around there for that time too. That was really like when was that weird? Uh, that would have been like 1997 or ooh, dude, right? Get getting that right when they were writing Castaway. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I definitely like related most to the Castaway consciousness, where like. I lived there and like, I, I kind of didn't talk to a lot of people for like weeks and weeks, If I, you know, like other than mm. other, you know, like, so I, I definitely like got real weird there in 1997 oh. in a, in a castaway mm. way, you know? Um, and yeah. Wow. So that's however, beautiful. what were you doing there? I, so I was living in Indiana at the time mm-hmm. and I wanted to, uh leave indiana for any reason and so i did a like a a student exchange thing but i could have gone to all these actual good places but then i just like didn't know i thought all of california was cool because i was like from indiana so like i thought everything was going to be like the bay area or whatever you know and then there's like (laughs) these like I, i so i just found the midwest of california like it's all like <laughs> agricultural land it's all like rice fields and like bro dogs you know it's like so many bros the most concentration of bros anywhere mm, um, mm. yeah that's a loss and, that's uh, a... yeah mm. so any any anyway i was like just i just definitely got real weird there i think that was as far out as i've as i've gone in mm. terms of just being like totally lost like as an organism I feel compelled to say that I also went on domestic exchange uh, to ca- to California <laughs> uh, when I was in college, but I but I went to Sonoma State University. I, I like wow. I knew where to I knew where to go. It wow. was yeah. Like a, yeah, yeah, a slightly better experience, maybe. Yeah, it was totally yeah. Was... Natalie, do you have any thoughts about being lost? Yeah, no, I do. Um... Like Seth, I don't know if Seth Parker and I have ever really talked about this, but I had an emergency appendectomy when I was four, and I mm-hmm. um, remember going under, I I mean, you know, and, and feeling really fine about it because I felt so sick, um, but when I woke up, I couldn't see my parents for two weeks. Yeah, oh my God. And so when I- Wait, wait, like, wait. That was just the policy of the hospital that like there's no oh. visitors. And so my mom says that when they finally were able to see me, I just sort of like looked up and was like, oh, I didn't think you were coming back. Like I was sort of like blank. <laughs> oh, my Ooh. God. And I and I remember parts of that. Like, I, you know, that that was definitely. Wow. Feeling lost, a feeling lost wow. moment. You remember the feeling? No, I remember. I don't remember feeling lost. I think as an adult now, I see that, right, right. like, I probably disassociated from that to just to survive. And I think, yeah. honestly, it took me years of therapy to even realize that that was a crazy thing to have happened. Because right. one very vivid memory I have is, uh, is throwing up because I had to take a lot of pills and the nurse being really mad at me. And I remember I offered to clean my vomit. And just like how degre- how like lost you have to feel as a kid to like offer that when you're 
you know? And I didn't, I honestly didn't realize how crazy that was until I went to therapy and my therapist was like, that's a crazy story. (laughs) And I was like, I know, I have some anxiety. Uh, (laughs) You're like, whatever, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll just clean my own vomit, it's fine, it's fine. I'll be your fill-in when you are blue So you can fool me some more I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack Then you'll be leaving my door But I kinda like it, taking you back So you can fool me some more I only look for roses when in season Ah, but you're the rose that comes and goes Without a reason I make my mind up, I'm just a fool Someday I'll even the score Only to wind up breaking the rule so you can fool me some more